When you have your Bibles, you can just turn over to Proverbs. Amen. Proverbs, you know, because as we, we, you know, with us coming, you know, this is November. We done got past all the October and holiday there. The Amen. This month, as we move in and we're getting close to celebrating Turkey Day, Thanksgiving, amen, well, another holiday is rushing upon us, and, and with that, the end of 2013, the end of 2013, amen, just, just think about that, you know, I, you know, I just got to reflect back just for a minute, I remember sitting over there in Log Cabin, and we were coming up on, what was it, um, people was sweating and worried about in the year two we was about to hit Y2K. How y'all how many y'all remember the Y2K frenzy and everybody nervous because, you know, everything was gonna shut down and the computers and people was we can stockpiling and doing all that, you know, wonder, oh, we're gonna run out and the computers gonna shut down and the stores and ain't nothing going I had one come to me and say, we we gonna do pastor, I said, I ain't gonna do nothing. I'm gonna keep trusting God. <laughs> I didn't buy an extra can of beans or nothing, you know, so <laughs> just keep trusting God. And here we are, 14 years past that, amen, and, and see what, what God is doing. If it ain't in the Word, I ain't going to sweat it. Huh? Amen? I, I'm a child of God, amen, and, and, and we're just going to trust Him to lead, guide, and direct us, amen. But, you know, we're quickly coming up on 2014. My goodness. I'm just I'm, I'm amazed, amen, and, you know, just how time is flying. seems like we just got into this year, time to build, and we've done building. We're talking about going into the revision project, and we look around, amen, we're not quite finished, but there's, you know, just seem like some of, those, some of those hurdles and some of those obstacles, amen, that maybe you were facing coming into this year. Look where we are now. Uh, sometimes we face things, we're like, how am I going to get through it? How am I going to deal with that? How am I going to deal with this? But, and and, and it, it's easy to get past those things and not reflect back and say, thank you, Jesus, how you made a way, how you got us through it, amen. But as we, you know, preparing to go into this new year, amen, I thought it would be good, amen, because, you know, just to pick up right where I left off last week as we were talking about, you know, not leaning to our own understanding and recognizing that God's ways are higher than our ways, and that's why I had to go right back to, y'all remember, we stopped right in Proverbs. And then the last verse, amen, of chapter that we read came out of Scripture, the chapter that we read came out of Proverbs. So we're going to go back to Proverbs, the third chapter, and pick up where I left off. And it just helps us to ride right into this, this holiday that's coming and being thankful, amen, and everything that's going on and preparing us also, amen, to, to, to move into the new year. Amen, in the area that I'm, I'm really going to be dealing with y'all this morning. It's important, amen, that, that we get some understanding. And this year, I say in this particular area, I want to take some time in advance, amen, to prepare us for entering into the new year. Amen, entering into January. Yeah. How many are looking forward to January? You know, usually I'm the kind of person when November hits, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to January 3rd. I don't care what day. Well, that's your birthday, right? Amen. <laughs> okay, well, we'll say the second this year. I look forward to Zamira's birthday on the second this year. Amen. Obviously, you know, so, but I'm thinking, you know, why Why do I look forward to that? That means that 
we have got past Thanksgiving and getting stuffed and all that kind of stuff. And we've got past all the shopping and all the frenzy and all that stuff for, for Christmas, amen. The holidays are behind us, and now we can just kind of throttle back and relay your birthdays because December is a birthday month in our family. Birthdays all over the place. So it's, it's, it's a very demanding month. So I always looking forward to the first of January. That means I made it through again. Amen. But not only that, but it's entering into a fresh new year and looking forward to see what, what the Lord is doing. Amen. So, you know, as we, we dig into the word this morning, and I know my time is already short, so I'm, I'm probably not going to be able to finish amen, what I prepared, but that's okay. We got another day coming. Isn't that right? Rome wasn't built today. Amen. So, but we will continue. But in, in preparation of entering into this year and breaking, see, we want to break some strongholds and some curses, amen. And we want to, you know, tear down some paradigms. And we want to position us, amen, to move into a, a better place with God. And all right, how many want to be in a better place with God? I know I do, amen. I'm, you know, pressuring myself more and more, amen, to be able to do more. But in the third chapter of Proverbs, amen. See, if we want something different, we got to what? Do something different. So this is going to be a little challenge, amen, for us. But in Proverbs, the third chapter, I'm going to begin reading again at the, the fifth verse, amen. Same thing I read as we were closing out on last week, just in, in finalizing. It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and what? He shall direct thy path. Not just one path, the path. Amen. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord. Now, this, we, didn't, we, we didn't go this far. That's why I'm picking up where I left off. And it says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Amen. I got to say so myself. Got a slow ripple going on in the room. Now, I'm going I'm to read that out of the Amplified Bible. How many of y'all got Amplified Bible? <laughs> I'm going to read them same passages out of the Amplified Bible. Amen. Because it just kind of makes it a little louder. Now, lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him. And he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. I like that. Be not wise in your own eyes. Reverently. Fear and worship the Lord and turn entirely away from evil. It shall be health to your nerves and sinews and marrow and moistening to your bones. Wow. Then it says, honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labor and with the first fruits of all your income, 
so shall your storage places be filled with plenty, and your vats shall be overflowing with new wine. How many want, how many want our, our storage places to be filled with plenty? You know, and our, our vats, our store, you know, to be, I mean, how many, you, we want that kind of flow and that kind of abundance. And I, what, what would you consider today to be your storage place? <laughs> I heard a lot of people say bank account. Amen. That's that's a good place to store up your resources, isn't it right? Amen. I mean, you got your pantry. Now, some of y'all like to keep your pantry stuff. That would be Pastor Linda. <laughs> Amen. You know. Amen. But see, we we have different storage places. Some of us like to just keep all our, our money on us. That means you ain't got much. If you can get. If you can carry it all around with you all the time, that tells me right there, you ain't got much. <laughs> you know, I don't put it on your welfare. Or maybe your storage place is your mattress. Or, you know, your little, your little, your little, your little, you know, you got a little jar in the closet somewhere. You know, I mean, we, we got all kinds of storage places. But, but the fact be known, we, we want our storage places to be full. Isn't that right? So, so we're going we to deal with how, what the scripture says about how we can work toward allowing that to happen. Notice I didn't say make it happen. Amen. But allowing that to happen in our lives, amen, by the grace of God. As we really align ourselves in, in this specific area, amen, that we're going to be dealing with, amen. See, notice he said now, before he got to dealing with that, he needed to help us. He said, don't lean to your own understanding. See, a lot of times, like I said on last week, we don't want to, we won't do something unless we can figure it out, unless we can understand it. So even before he began to deal with our, our, you know, substance, he said, don't deal with it according to your understanding. Amen? He said, but if you do these, amen, it's going to be good to your bone, or down to the bone it's going to be good. If I, if I might paraphrase that a little bit, it's going to be good to the bone. If you would just trust God and, and Follow his principles, amen, which, which, you know, the world would say, it don't make no sense. You know, as, as, as a young man in the military, man, we hit, we hit a few bumps every now and then. I remember a couple of times as a, you know, E-4 and we, things, was, we were stretched. And I, I went to Navy Relief a couple of times to get some help. And, then, you know, how they do you, they sit you down, they, they give you a budget, and they go over all your bills and your finances. And I appreciate all that. So I sit there and I fill out everything that they asked me to fill out, you know, to see if we, they would help us, you know, get through the rest of the month. And, you know, they looked at the you know, little, list, little list there, and the first thing they say is, you give that much to your church? You tithe? And the first thing they tell you, take off the list, is your tithe. So you can't afford to do that. Don't do that. You know, but you know me. Uh, you didn't know me then, but you know me now. But who you know now, I was then. Amen. And even then, if it meant walking away without their assistance, I refused to take that off the list. I refused to diminish in any way, amen, what I believe the Lord is asking of me to do. Amen. And so, and, and not only there, I mean, even when you apply for loans sometimes, you put that on there, they're going to tell you, no, don't, take, don't put that on there. Sometimes we omit it, so we, we look, oops. So it won't be counted against us. Hello. 
But he's letting us know, amen. He says, in the ninth verse in the Amplified, it says again, honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labor, amen. <laughs> so this morning, we're going to talk a little bit about first fruits. Amen. How many have an understanding, or any kind of understanding about first fruits? Raise your hand. Amen. Good. Y'all so can, can help me. Y'all can cheer it on. Amen. I got some amen corners in here. But we, I'm, I'm hoping, amen, that as we dig into this, we'll get even a greater degree of understanding, amen, of what it's all really all about. Amen. So, so specifically, there, there are specific patterns and principles that we find in the Word of God. Amen. God has a way of establishing things, amen, for his kingdom, amen, for the functioning of his kingdom, amen, for the relationship that he has with us as his people, amen. Some of these are foundational and fundamental principles, amen, that, that just don't change, amen. They remain the same. They set a pattern. If, if, I believe if God used this pattern to bless his people back then, do you think he'll still use the same types and patterns today to, to bless his people when we come into a relationship with him? I, you know, I, I just, you know, crazy enough to believe that, that's the kind of God that we serve. The Bible says he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Amen. And when we honor him, amen, I just expect that God will honor me. Amen. Someone say, well, this passage, that, you know, lets us know God honors us, amen, when we do that. So it's important, amen, as we begin to look at these, these, these fundamental things, amen, because it's not just to bring forth manifestation in our lives. Amen. When we do it, it will, it will show up. And so it's not just to, to strive and seek out a, a, a blessing from God. You know, sometimes that's all we go to God for is blessing, 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 blessing. You know, but we got a good father. He's going to bless us. Amen. When, we, when we're walking around, when we're doing right. But I think, you know, the other side we need to recognize is we as the people of God need to be position ourselves to show God, to demonstrate to him Amen, that we trust him, that we obey him, and that we honor him in the things that we do. So, so, and we have a reverence for him, amen, even in our substance. We reverence him with our substance. So it's not just a one-way pipeline, amen, but it's, it's, a, it's a relationship, amen, that, that we forge with him, amen, when we learn how to trust him in, even in that area of our lives. And we demonstrate that by our actions in that area. Hello. We don't just come and say hallelujah and wave our hand and say thank you, thank you. You know, I, I, was, I was talking about thanksgiving, but, you know, I, I looked at it and said, okay, we look at thanksgiving in, in one area, but, uh, you know, as I look at the Bible, it talks about the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And we think that's just words only. But when it comes to the sacrifices of thanksgiving, amen, or offering him the sacrifice of thanksgiving, amen, it's giving of thanks, making the sacrifice unto God. So sometimes, amen, it requires a sacrifice on our part, amen, to give back to God. How many of us, you know, when you stop and think about it, have made sacrificial offerings unto God? Amen, well, you know, this is going to hurt. Huh? This, this makes us a little uncomfortable sometimes. But you know what? It don't make God uncomfortable. 
Not at all. You know, so as we begin to look at and get more of an understanding about first fruits, amen, and, and what it can release in our relationship with God, amen, it takes it to a whole nother level. It's just not about what I'm going to get. I'm positioning myself for a blessing. Amen. Because recognize, just tell the person next to you, you're already blessed. Amen. You're already blessed. You're in the kingdom. Amen. He, he, he still got you, you breathing air. Amen. But, but I think it's, it's forging a greater relationship with God so that as we do what we do, amen, we do it in, I'll say it like this, in a loving appreciation for what God has done for us, for what God has provided for us. You know, and as we do that, it, it makes it, it puts it in a whole other realm. It's just not, you know, you're not trying to manipulate God. Huh? You're not, you're not you know, I, I'll say it like this. Maybe some of y'all farmers will get this one. You know, we're not just trying to prime the pump. You know, you put a little water in, and then in order to get a whole lot back, we're not just trying to prime the pump. Amen. But but we're in a, a a relationship with our Lord. Amen. And we want to demonstrate to him. We want to show him our appreciation, our love, our understanding that it's because of him we have anything that we have. Amen. It's not because of our ability. Our not. He said, I'm the one that gives you the ability to gain wealth. Amen. He says, so it don't surprise God what you can do. But we can surprise him with what we do with it. Hello, when everybody else is hoarding it unto themselves, you know, we tell them, we say, Lord, I want to be a blessing. I want to, you know, I, I just want to give back. I just want to show you my appreciation. I want to participate in what it is you're doing, God. This, this is from me to you. You see, when we, when we change our thought pattern, amen, it changes the whole paradigm. And that's, that's why I really believe it's time for us, you know, to, to, to get ready to do. But, you know, when we talk about this, amen, there's, in, in the principle of, of tithing, the Hebrew word is yam habikram for, for first tithe, I mean for first fruits, amen. And it's actually the, the festival of first fruits celebrated in recognition for God's hand upon their provisions. How many of us recognize God's hand upon our provisions? We need to. You know, it's, not, it's not our own ability, but it's in recognition for, for his hand on our provisions and over his people, amen. And see, when they would come together for the, the festival of first fruits, amen, at, at the, the harvest time each year, amen, it would take time, amen, and they would celebrate and recognize what it is that God had done for them, amen. And according to his word, according to his law, he had commanded them to bring the first fruits of everything, not just, I mean, every first. I mean, when you really, and I, like I said today, I really don't have time, but every first, God said, belonged to him. Down to your firstborn son. Every first, amen, that, that come for I mean, he, he said, it's mine. Every, you know, so, and, and does God have the right to say that? I mean, he sure does. You know, so, but as we, we as his people, we, we have a, a responsibility to respond. Even so much that the, first, the principle of first fruits goes all the way back to Cain and Abel. Amen, when he told him to bring, amen, if we don't bring it right, guess what? Can't enable the situation and lets us know that God ain't going to receive it if you don't come right. Amen. So we got to come right. And that's why I think it's important that we get an understanding, not just following somebody else's pattern. 
amen, begin the understanding of what it is that we're doing and why it is that we're doing it. That's why I think even now, you know, to, to begin to look into it for yourself and to begin to pray and to study with understanding, amen, so that when it's time when we enter into, we like to do first fruits at the beginning of the year, you know, because, you know, we're not on the same type of calendar, amen. We don't, we don't have props, amen. So, uh, but we want to, how many want your year to be blessed as you go into 2014? I know I do. Amen. And if this is another opportunity, amen, you know, to, to not just to be blessed, but to continue to forge my relationship with God, let me add it. You know, let me get some understanding as I, I move into it. But the, 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 the first fruit word, Vikram, amen, it means a promise to come in the Hebrew. Amen, a promise to come. In other words, as you do that, you, you're, you're stepping into, you're setting yourself up for the promise to come. Amen. I, and I, I like that. Amen. As we look at even the, it comes from the root word before, which is means firstborn. Amen. And when the Lord's talking, he's talking about firstborn from the ground, firstborn from the womb. He don't care. Amen. Because he knows it's all because of him. And we should recognize that it's all because of him. And to recognize that even the, the festival or the feast of first fruits, is one of the most talked about festivals only in Scripture, only second to the Passover. So they talked about it a whole lot. It wasn't just something that just came up every now and then. This was, this was an annual thing. This is something that they did repeatedly. Amen. And they would gather and they would come and they would bring the first fruits of their crop. Amen. And, and even back then, for them, it was very painstaking because each household, amen, what they would have to do is they would watch the crop as the harvest time drawing near. They'd have to watch the crop closely by every day. And the first bud, whichever plant, amen, the first bud, they would have to recognize it. They would have to catch it. And then they would go out there, whether it's a branch, a twig, or a, a, a leaf, and, and they would tie a red ribbon or there's something, something on it so as their crop matured, they wouldn't lose track of which one was the first. They were that serious about making sure God got the first group, the first ones that budded, these belong to God. And even then they would let it grow and mature, and then when it came time for the feast, the harvest, amen, of first fruits, they would gather those first, and they would bring them in, and they would present them to the priest, amen, unto the Lord. And he would take it, and he would offer it up unto the Lord, or he'd put it in the storehouse, but they made sure that they didn't miss this opportunity, amen, to show honor unto God and to be obedient unto his ordinance. And I was like, wow, man. And this is something that still takes place. We stop and think about it. You know, I remember when we were over in Israel, amen, it happened to be during, you know, the year where they let the fields rest. You know, it was, you know, and, and it was amazing because we were riding through on the tours and we see all these fields, of, you know, and they were, it was harvest time. Huh? But it was the Sabbath year, and, and, and we would look, and no one's out there harvesting the field. Every seven years, they still, they don't go out there, they don't pick, pick nothing. They just let it grow, and all back to the earth as unto the Lord. It's something they honor God. And sing. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about not no little plots. I'm talking about fields of corn, fields of, you know, fruits. And, and they let it rest. As unto the Lord. But, and that made me begin to think because if you let a whole year go by, that tells me that you had to do what? 
you have to prepare. You have to make preparation the year before so you still got what you need while you let that crop go back to God. You didn't just run up on that year and say, oh, what are we going to do? We got no produce. No, but preparation and planning went in so that when that year came, they could still sustain, they could still render unto God and honor God and what they're doing. So what am I saying to us? As we come upon the first of the year, we should be doing the same thing. We should be planning in advance of that when, when we enter into what we like to say January is the first fruits month when we come upon January. Now, I'm not, oh, what am I going to do if I, if I want to give first fruits, but I can't because I didn't prepare. I'm not ready. We don't want that to happen. Amen. So we want us to have understanding, first of all, in that relationship and what it brings to you and what we bring to God when we do this. Amen. And why we do this. Amen. And that it is still relevant for us today. Amen. But like I said, they would have to spot it, amen, and they go out there and they put a piece of yarn on that, that, that limb or that bud or the, the, the vine, whichever it was, amen, to make sure that when it came time for harvest, they were ready to present it to the priest and the priest, you know, would, would do what they had to do with it, amen, for that household. So that blessing, amen, and that honor between them and God would rest upon their household, amen, and recognize that, okay, as we give this unto God, it realizes that now it means the rest of my year is going to be honored by God. The rest of them, in one passage, amen, in Ezekiel, it talks about the first of the first fruits. And we're going to get into that, time permitting. Amen. Realizing that these are the things that they did, amen, in order to recognize him. So once, once a year they would come and they would bring forth the, the feast of the first. And not only once a year, but, oh, goodness. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here. But I, I want us to understand, amen, what they did. But the priest would accept the offering and present it to God in thanksgiving and recognition. So we, we thank God for that. So, But it wasn't limited to just their vegetation. Amen? It was, amen, their herds, their flocks. Amen? It, was limited, it wasn't limited. It was everything that came forth. And the instruction that came to them from Moses. Go over to Exodus 13 with me. Let's see the instruction that, that Moses gave unto the people as they prepared. Amen. As he was leading them out of slavery. Exodus 13, starting at the 11th verse. And it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites, as he swear unto thee and to thy fathers, and shall give it to thee, that thou shalt set apart unto the Lord all, say all, all that open the matrix. That means the womb. Amen. And every firstling that cometh of a beast which thou hast, the male shall be the Lord. Every. Amen. And every firstling of an ass that thou, re thou shalt redeem with a lamb. And if thou wilt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck. They said, what? That's what it says? Is that what your Bible says? Amen. And all the firstborn of men among there, thy children shalt thou redeem. And see, there was a, what's he saying? Now, first of all, 
he wanted them to bring all the ceremonial animals to him. But if it was determined to be an unclean animal, no, he said, don't bring me that. So you can redeem that. You can replace that with a lamb, and you can keep that animal. It's the donkey or the ass. But he said, but if you don't want to redeem it, if you want to give me the lamb, then you got to break the neck of the one you, you want to keep. In other words, you can't keep it either. Break his neck. Kill him. Either redeem it or break his neck. In other words, pay me for him with a lamb, a substitute, an acceptable substitute, or break his neck. Just how serious God was about the first fruit. And notice now, he said, now, if it's the first fruit of a man, well, Elder Ode, he was the first fruit. He was, he, was, he was the firstborn male in my family. And see, now, if we were Jewish now, he'd have to be redeemed, and there was a price of redemption that they would have to pay even for the child. See, that's why he said, you shall surely redeem me. You got no choice. You got to redeem this one. So he didn't say break his neck. <laughs> so thank God, you know, he gave, gave the firstborn male some reprieve. Amen. You don't worry about getting your neck broken. But yet the, the parents were required to pay the price of redemption for that child because according to his word, that child belonged to God. That firstborn child, everything, everything that, that came forth was the Lord. Let's look how it says that in the same verses in the Amplified Bible. He said, you shall set to the Lord, apart to the Lord, all that first opens the womb, all the firstling of your livestock that are males shall be the Lord's. Every firstborn, a donkey, you shall redeem it by substitute, substituting for it a lamb, or if you will not redeem it, then you will, shall break its neck, and every firstborn among your sons shall you redeem. In other words, you're going to pay for it. You know, don't, don't kill it. So we're talking about every, every piece of livestock. God said it's mine. First one is mine. First male is mine. Amen? You know, we stop and think, even when he was dealing with the children of Israel, and he was bringing them out, man, and he began to require the firstborn he began to take the firstborn of each tribe, amen, and this is how he began to put together the Levites and the priests, the firstborn. He took them and he determined that these are going to be holy unto me, and they're going to serve me in my temple. And that's it. So that's where we got the Levites and the scribes was from first fruit. Amen. So begin to put that all together. So, again, as we look at this now, getting an understanding of all these things, it started, actually started, Amen, with the Feast of Unleavened Bread, amen, and is a reminder of the Passover. It goes all the way back to those, all these things are interconnected. You know, it goes down to the Feast of Pentecost, amen, when we begin to think about it and look at it, which is the beginning, and which is beginning called the Feast of Harvest. You know how people have harvests, or harvest fest, we call them now, amen, but it really you know, begin goes back to here, and it's all from the first fruits of our labor. Now, there were two different types of, of first fruits, amen, that, that we need to take a look at. You know, the first fruits, amen, which occurred, you know, each year at the harvest, the, the, the festival of first fruits, amen, which is throughout the entire Bible, amen, it was, which would happen in the middle of the year, but we're talking about the beginning of the year. 
So what are, we, what are we looking at here? But we don't we don't operate on that type of calendar. Our calendar is from January to December, January to December. So we do it, Amen, from the beginning of the year. You know, so we don't we know we're not harvesting only. But there are things that take place beyond that in the middle of the year. And the, the second one, Amen, is when you get a new field. I mean, there's a place where you told them when you enter into a new land or a new field, Amen. The first fruit, the first fruit of the first fruits, Amen. You render unto the Lord. So how does that work for us? We ain't buying no new fields in the middle of the year. Amen. So for us, that means when we, when we get a new job, a new, uh, uh, you know, uh, now the, the first fruits of the first fruits of that job, amen, we should be ready to render a portion of that unto who? God. Thanking him and honoring him for the job, amen, and, and, and really allowing his blessing upon the remainder Amen, of the increase that comes from that position that he's given us. In Exodus 23, 19, it says this. The first of the first fruits of thy land that thou shalt bring unto the house of the Lord. See, so he said the first of the first fruits. So you get that first paycheck. You should be ready to render some first fruits unto God. Now, here's where your faith is exercised. Now, there's my whole check. Is that the first fruits of it? You had no job before that. Or maybe you wouldn't, didn't, didn't have a job as well paying as before that. Or maybe you went down. But whatever the case might be, does it require me to give my whole paycheck? I can't say yes and I can't say no. That's where you got to exercise your faith. Your trust in God. Because I, you know, I think about it as the scripture begins to tell us, amen, he that sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly. But I do say this. You need to determine what that first is going to be for you. Whether it's going to be your first day. Amen. I'm going to resent render the income that I get from this new job. The first day, I'm giving totally unto God. Can you figure out what that is? You know, I, I figure any of us can afford the first hour. Amen. But I, I'm very sincere about us, you know, making the determination to give God some first. Amen. Now, if your faith takes you to the first week, hey, you're setting yourself up, amen, and you're showing God greater appreciation for these things. You know, so again, we need to be ready to render unto God. And this is not now, I'm, I'm going to show you here in a minute. I'm not talking about your tithe. First fruits is not your tithe. First fruits is not your offering. See, a lot of times we, we co-mingle those things and we say, well, first fruits is, we talk about first fruits, we're actually talking about tithe. No, two different words. And, and we're going to see, because if it was just tithing, then he wouldn't have to worry about putting the ribbon on it. They just take a 10% of with the harvest and give it to them. But no, the first is the first. Amen? And see, we need to recognize that. So let's, let's, let's go to Nehemiah real quick. And let's look at what, you know, Nehemiah would happen as they had finished repairing the breaches of the wall. Amen? As they came together and they began to celebrate and they began to dedicate it unto God, the instruction that came forth. Now, a lot of things took place, amen. It names all the priests that were 
taken part of this, amen, and they cast lots, and they did a lot of different things. But when it came down to this area, uh, 10 and 34, Nehemiah 10, 34, it says this. It said, and we cast the lots among the priests and the Levites and the people for the wood offering. Look out now. To bring it unto the house of our God after the houses of after the houses of our fathers at the time appointed year by year. Now, see, I have to stop here just for a second. Because what are you talking about, the wood offering? Remember, the Levites and the priests did not have an inheritance. All the other tribes, when they divided up the land, they all got, you know, they all got, I'll say it like this so we understand it in our vernacular. Everybody got a farm. So they can go out there and they raise their animals and they can cut down their trees and they can do all the things they can sustain and they can take care of themselves. But the, the, the Levites and the priests, they receive no land for their inheritance. They're, well, they were appointed to take care of the church, the temple, the house of God. So even when it came down to them having wood to burn, that's what we just read right there. Making sure year by year each family had to supply them with wood to take care of either to burn wood or to build or whatever they needed to do. So each family was required, amen, to supply animals and wood and vegetables. This is how he maintained his Levites, and this is how he maintained the priests, and this is the things that he used to maintain the, the care of the temple, amen, is by requiring the, the rest of the tribes to supply for their needs. Amen? Because he blessed them. Now, he wanted them what? To be a blessing. Okay? So, and, they, and again, it says there's a time upon it, year by year, amen, to burn upon the altar of the Lord our God as it is written in the law. And verse number 35, and to bring the first fruits of our ground and the first fruits of all the fruits of all trees year by year unto the house of our Lord, all Lord, also, the firstborn of our sons and of our cattle, as it is written in the law, and the firstlings of our herds and of our flocks, and to bring to the house of our God unto the priest that minister in the house of our God. And then look what it says in verse number 37. That they might, that, and that we might bring the first fruits of our dough. It's there. Amen. Hello. And our offerings. And the first fruits of all manner of trees, of wine and of oil unto the priest, into the chambers of the house of our God, and the tithes of our grounds unto the Levites, that the same Levites might have the tithe in all the cities of our tillage. See, so he's saying, right, we've got to bring all this to the house of God. Notice he, he mentioned the, the offering, the first fruits, and the tithe. Three different things. So then, so we can't just lump them all into one. Amen? And then it says this in verse number 38. It says, and the priests of the sons of Aaron, the sons of Aaron, shall be with the Levites when the Levites take the tithe and the Levites shall bring up the tithe of the tithe unto the house of God to the chamber into the tre treasure house 
for the children of Israel and the children of the Levites shall bring the offering of the corn and new wine and the oil unto the chambers where are the vessels of the sanctuary and the priests that minister and the porters and the singers and we will not what Right, and we will not forsake the house of our God. That means we're not going to consume it all upon ourselves. But we, I mean, and, and the reason I read it's lengthy, but I read it because it let you know they 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 recognize that everything they had of all their increase, they brought it unto the Lord. They brought a portion unto God. They brought a portion unto the house of the Lord. Amen? And, and when they honor God like that, do you not think God will honor them? Because I can take you, and I don't have time, other places, amen, well, because they didn't do that, the other side is the curses that came. But we don't want, we don't want the curses, right? But notice, amen, the three different things. Nehemiah 12, 44, real quick. And at that time were some appointed over the chambers of the treasury. Amen. Appointed. That's Monica and her team. Amen. For the offering, for the first fruits, and for the tithes. To gather un into, them, into them out of the fields of the cities, the portions of the law for the priests and Levites, and Judah rejoiced for the priest. Oh, I like that. The Judah rejoiced for the priest and for the Levites that wasted. I said, and Judah rejoiced. You know, and Amplified, that verse says like this. It said, Judah was so appreciative of the priest and the Levites and their service. They were appreciative of the Levites and the priest and their service. They appreciated so much, they rejoiced so much. They were glad to do it. They were glad to be a blessing. Because they recognized that what they were receiving, it was the, you know, they, they understood the law of reciprocity. I mean, they understood, amen, if, if we want to continue to receive the blessing, we got to be a blessing ourselves. We got to be supportive, amen, of God. We got to be supportive of God's system and his way of doing things. Amen. And as we, as we participate in that, amen, it brings us into a better relationship with him, amen, on this level. In this plane, and we got to recognize, Amen. So, I, I thank God for what He does, Amen, to position us to give us opportunity, Amen, to flow with Him, Amen. And again, some say, "Well, it, it, it may not make sense." Well, we we dealt with that last week. So I, I, I won't go back down that road again, Amen. Let's look at Leviticus. Sorry, I'm trying to cut through some of this with my time. Leviticus 23 and 10 says, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When ye be come into the land which I will give you. See, when you come into that new job out here. Now, when you come. We ain't talking about just the first part of the year. He said, when you come into the new land and shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheaf 
of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest. Now, that's a no. It ain't got to be, you know, at the harvest time. Just when you come to that new land, amen, you come to that new position, amen, honor God. Tell somebody, honor God. Amen. It's, it's, it's important that we do that. Amen. If we recognize that, amen, we, we begin to build on our relationship with God. So and it's not just about, you know, the, uh, the this system of giving, but I, I have to say it again, relationship. Amen? And, and, and building on that. It's all about God's system, amen, God's way of doing things. Because like I said, when we honor God, God honors his people. Amen. And, and as we do that, amen, it, it elevates us and takes us. Amen to a whole nother place. Let's look over in the New Testament. I'm going to read Luke, Amen, six and thirty-eight, and many of us know that coming out of King James, given it shall be given, pressed down, shaken, running over. But I want to read it out of the Message Bible. Hallelujah. Say, give away your life. You'll find it. I mean, you'll find life given back, not merely given back, given back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. How many want to beget some generosity? We've got to make up our mind, man. We're going we to be a part of being generous, amen, in the things of God. So and there's three aspects of giving that I, I want to share with us and, and get ready to wrap up here. But three aspects of giving that I just want to touch on, and, and we will revisit this some more, amen, to dig a little bit more in depth. But I just want to get our minds thinking, amen, before we get to January and say, it's Lord's first fruit time. You know, I want to get our minds thinking as we move into Thanksgiving, amen, and realize that Thanksgiving for the Christian should be a consistent thing with God. I was just waiting for November 25th or 24th or whichever day it falls on, what happened, whatever Thursday it happens to be, you know, but it should be a consistent thing with us, amen. Every time we come and worship, every time we pay our tithe, our offering, our first fruits, or, you know, it, it, it's being thankful because if it wasn't for God, we, we could have nothing, amen. So, so it's, but these, these three aspects of giving, amen, I just want to share with you today, amen. And maybe this will help your understanding, amen, further unlock some old thinking and reasonings, amen, the three areas, amen, the first level of giving, amen, it, it deals with the, mat the material aspect of giving, the physical, the tangible, you know, that dollar, that check, that, that, you know, it, it's, you know, when you hold on to something, and then you got to ready, be ready to let it go, to release it. Amen. Sometimes that's the hurdle. You might you might want to, but you know, sometimes I, I think as, as we were going through the financial piece, you know, and and going through that whole class, that's one of the things that you know Dave Ramsey was talking about. He said when you got when you got cash money in your hand, you think different. It's not, not like just swiping a credit card. When you got that cash money, you know, you're a little bit more reserved about how you. Isn't that what he thought? Isn't that what he said? Huh? Because that's dealing with the the material aspect. I, I don't want to break this, Benjamin. As long as I got it. I, but I know if I break it, it's going to be gone. You know, when we break it down into small denominations, it, it disappears quick. But if I hold on to this bill, if I hold on to this $100 bill, huh? See, so that's the material aspect of our giving. It's getting, first thing, first hurdle we have to clear is the material aspect. 
first level of our giving, realizing that it's just a tool. Amen? It's just a tool, amen, that is supposed to work for you. Amen? See, sometimes we reach out, I'll work for money. No, you work for God. You're a child of God. Amen. He, and he gives you health, he gives you strength, amen, that he might bring wealth to you. So it, it, it tells us even when we go on our job, we do it as unto God. Amen. And he supplies our needs. Amen. So therefore, stop telling yourself you're working for money. Amen. Money works for you. Amen. So even when it comes down to our giving, it's getting past that first, that, 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 that material aspect of it. Amen. That, that's level one. And then the, the second level is that, that mental aspect of giving, to renew our minds toward what giving really is all about. Amen. Removing, you know, because that, you know, I talked about, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the, the chromophobia, amen, the fear of money, which it really breaks down. The, we get anxious and we get nervous and we get worried when, when money seems like it's getting short or, you know, someone talking about my money. Some of y'all are a little nervous right now. Huh? <laughs> Hello. You know, because it, it might require something of me. But I, you know, I, I, you know what? It's not even require something of you. It's trying to get you blessed. It's trying to get you. And I'm not just talking about materially. Huh? I, I'm talking about in, in relationally. That that's even the more important, amen. Because when you when you're in right relationship with God, you ain't got to worry about being blessed, amen. Because He'll supply. So it's it's getting past the the mental aspect of giving, and then the the third level of giving, and this is where we I, I want all of us to ascend to, amen. The third level of giving is the spiritual level. Realizing that our giving, amen, is a spiritual part of our, our, our Christian living. It's not separate from our Christianity. Amen. We don't, we don't come to church and leave our, our purse and our wallet in the car. I hope when offering time comes, you can't even be persuaded. See y'all laughing. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about, huh? Amen. But it, it, it's getting to a, a mindset, amen, that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. Amen. It, it, realizing that our, our giving is a spiritual, it's a part of our spiritual life. Amen. And, and when we give to the house of God, when we give even to our brothers and sisters in Christ, when we give to the poor, when we give to the man on the street, it's a spiritual transaction for you. Amen. We don't, we don't want it to just be fleshly or material. Amen. We don't want to have mental roadblocks that stop us, but we begin to realize that God has blessed me so I can be a blessing. And when I, the scripture lets us know, when you, when you know, I, I, ooh, I forget where it is right now, but it, it says, when you bless the poor in my name, I will repay you. Uh, in other words, we, we really get to, when we get to the realize that our giving, no matter when or where or how, is a spiritual transaction. Then we don't have all the other stuff kind of falls by the wayside. Because the Bible lets us know that God said, I will supply all your needs. Amen. And he knows that you can't be a blessing if you ain't blessed. How can he require you to give something that you don't have? So, so you get to a place to realize that, God, you've blessed me. Amen. And, and, and as I show myself to be a conduit of your resources, now you can flow more resources to me and through me. 
But if we let it stay, if we just stay on the first two levels, material and mental, and, and just, okay, I just can't wrap my mind around it, so I won't give it, you will never ascend to the spiritual level of understanding that level of giving, that type of giving. To understand that this is unlocking something in man. And this is showing God my appreciation. When I, when I give to that person on the street corner even, I'm showing God that I, I understand that I'm here to represent you. So every time I give somebody money if they're on this corner or whatever, I say, God bless you. Have a blessed day. You know? And, and, and see, I want them to recognize this ain't coming from me. It's coming from him. I, I'm, just, I'm just the conduit. I'm just being used by God. Amen. Realizing that if it had not been for the Lord, what would I have? You know, so it's really getting to the place to realize, see, these opportunities, amen, to partner with God, to show God and let God know that I love you, I honor you, I appreciate you, I obey you, and God, I want you to use me. I want you to, in, in this area of my life, amen, what did Paul tell him? I, I would that you would abound in this grace also. He was talking specifically about the grace of giving. I just want to operate in that grace. Amen. So now, now, now when we raise our hand, I'm not talking about the grace of getting. <laughs> huh? But it's the grace of giving, releasing. It's a spiritual transaction. And people, some people have a hard time making the connection between that. But do we not know, amen, that it's spiritual? Amen. You know, you know I say we, we, we can't use the, the, the material to get to the spiritual. But it does work in reverse. Amen? Because we trust God. We believe that I'm here to be used by God. You're here to be used by God. And God wants to use his people to demonstrate himself in the earth. Amen? And I, I don't know about you, amen, but I believe that God wants to be demonstrated well. Amen? And I love and I giving and I act, all those things. He wants to be demonstrated well. He don't, he don't want the world to see the, the, the body of Christ, amen, struggling in any area. Amen. And see, that's why it's important that, you know, when we do things like our, our, our marriage, you know, our couples, our singles, all those services is to enhance those specific areas of our lives. Amen. But what I find out is the ones that come, they begin to get it. The ones that stay home say, I don't need couples. I don't need to go singles. You know. But it's, it's like, you know, it, it's like preparing a specialist, amen, to to help you in that area, to identify things, to point things out that maybe we're not seeing so that we can become stronger in these areas. And if you got it all together, we definitely need you to come to couples. We definitely need you to come to singles. We definitely need you to be a part of, you know, the, 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 those ministries so you can help the rest of us. Bring your expertise. Amen? I mean, if you got it, you can answer the questions for us. I mean, I've been married for 40 years here in come April. And I know that a brother don't have it all together. Because we change and we shift. So if you got it together so much, so, no, see. I didn't come, I didn't come to talk about couples. God is interested in every area. Today we had to just deal a little bit with, you know, our giving and first fruits. Amen. That area that's.